chapter six of the village in the jungle by leonard wolf this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter six it became clear on the morning after hinihami had been given to the federala that the sannyasi had rightly interpreted the will of the god and that the devil had left selindu his eyes no longer presented the glazed appearance which is the sign of possession he ate eagerly of the scanty morning meal and though still weak walked with a vigour unknown to him since the night when he fell beneath the banyan trees in the jungle throughout the homeward journey strength and health continued to return to him and by the time they reached the village the colour of his skin showed that he had been restored to his normal condition though they travelled very slowly they had not again seen the vetterala and hinihami on the way home pancharala made no haste to return to the village and he only appeared there two days after selindu arrived he showed no signs of pleasure in his triumph he was more quiet and thoughtful than usual in the house he seemed to his mother to be uneasy and a little afraid of hini hami the girl had yielded herself to him in silence in the long journey together through the jungle he had without success tried many methods of breaking or bending her spirit but he had failed his jeers and his irony his anger and his embraces had all been received by her in sullen silence he would have put her down to be merely a passionless stupid village woman had he not seen the light and anger in her eyes and the shudder that passed over her body when he touched her on the morning after she arrived in the village hinihami was alone in pancharala's compound the vetterala had gone out and his mother was in the house she saw selindu coming along the path and ran out eagerly to meet him they sat down under a tamarind tree just outside the stile in the compound fence the yaka has gone said selindu the god drove him out after the vetterala took you but now what to do the house is empty without you child i must come back a poached cheek i cannot live in this house but is it safe will not he bring evil again upon us the god said one must be given and now if i take you again will he not kill you the gods said that one must be given and it was done i was given and the man took me surely the gods cannot lie the evil has been driven out and as for the man i am not frightened of him ane said the mocking voice of the vetterala behind them they are not frightened of the man oh no nor of the devils either i suppose selindu and hinihami got up the old fear came upon selindu when he saw pancharala but the girl turned angrily upon the vetterala who was astonished by her violence pancharala she said i am not frightened of you the god did not say i was to live with you there is no giving of food or clothing i was given that the devil might leave my father was the god disobeyed i was given to you you dog the devil has flown the god heard us there at baragama he will not allow you again to do evil mother mother come out listen to the woman i brought to the house she has become a vetterala 
the pilgrimage has made her a sannyasi i think knowing the god's mind skilled in magic keep your words for the women of the house i'm going and are there no other charms Lindu? no other devils in the trees you've learned wisdom surely from a wise woman do not listen to him apochi he can no longer harm us the god has aided us she turned upon pancharala do you wish me to stay in the house yes there are still devils in the trees do not i too come from the jungle i shall be like a yakini to you in the house you dog you can tell them they say by the eyes which do not blink rightly the village women call me yakini i will stay with you look at my arms are they not as strong as a man's arms i will stay with you but as you lie by my side in the house i will strangle you pancharala pancharala instinctively stepped back and inihami laughed oh hey are you frightened pancharala the binder of yakas is frightened of the yakini you can tell her they say because her eyes are red and unblinking and because she neither fears nor loves it is better for you that i should go to the trees from which i came mighty better Allah. otherwise i would strangle you and eat you in the house come apochti we will go out into the jungle together again as we did long ago ayo for long time i was a little thing then and the little sister too come apochti do not fear this rodaya dog he is frightened and now i will never leave you pantarala was really frightened he stood and watched the girl walk slowly away with slindu along the path things had not happened quite as he had expected or hoped he had enjoyed his first triumph over the girl but he had soon grown to doubt whether her continued presence in his house would add to his comfort he had felt without understanding that the giving of her body to him had only made her spirit more unyielding even on the way from baragama he had felt nervous and uncomfortable with her he was angered by his defeat and by her taunts but he watched her disappear with a distinct feeling of relief the veterala made no further attempt to molest Selindu, and the next nine months were a period of unwanted prosperity and happiness in the veda family towards the end of october great clouds rolled up from the northeast and great rains broke over the jungle for days the rain fell steadily ceaselessly the tank filled and ran over the dry sandy channels became torrents sweeping down old rotten trunks and great trees through the jungle a mist of moisture rose from the parched earth and hung gray upon the face of the jungle suddenly the ground became green and soon the grass stood waist-high beneath the undergrowth the earth at last was sodden and as the rain still fell and the streams overflowed the water spread out in a vast sheet beneath the trees not for forty years it was said had rain fallen so abundantly a great chenna crop was assured the more energetic began to talk of rice cultivation now that the tank was full and to regret the want of seed paddy then a rumour spread that the government was going to make advances of seed and at last one day the kerala mahatmaya appeared in the village and the rumour was confirmed promissory notes were signed buffaloes were borrowed to turn up the sword of the fields and at last after twelve years the village again saw paddy standing green 
in the water below their tank selindu's family principally owing to baban had a large share in the prosperity which came to the village from the wonderful chenna and rice crops their store was full of curacan and millet and rice they were well fed and even selindu became happy after the return of hinihami he seemed to change greatly they were almost always together and the fearlessness which she had shown towards puncherala and which seemed to have changed her suddenly from a child into a woman inspired him the fear of evil overhanging him no longer oppressed him he worked with baban cheerfully in the chenna and rice fields he began again to talk with punchy manika and sometimes he would sit in the compound and tell his strange stories to her and to the child who had been born to her eighteen months before and he was happy as he had been happy with her and with hinni hami years ago when they were children his happiness and hinni hami's was greatly increased when she gave birth to a daughter the child conceived during the pilgrimage was a pledge to them from the god that as his word had been obeyed the evil had been finally conquered to the physical joy which hinni hami felt as she suckled the child was added her exultation in the knowledge that she was holding in her arms a charm against the evil which had threatened selindu her hatred for the father only increased therefore her love for his child but the love and care which she showed from the moment of her birth to punchy nona as she called her daughter were from the first to be shared with another on the morning following the evening on which the child was born selindu came back from the jungle carrying in his arms a fawn newly dropped by its mother he went straight to hinihami who lay in the hut nursing the child and kneeling down by her placed the fawn in her arms hinihami with a little laugh took it and nestling it against the child was soon suckling the one at one breast and the other at the other selindu watched in silence he was very serious it is well it is well he said when he saw that the fawn was sucking quietly and nestling against hinihami and the child the little weakling said hinihami gently touching with her fingers the soft skin of the fawn how hungry for milk the little one is where has it come from it has come to you from the jungle the gods have sent it she bent her head and very softly drew her lips backwards and forwards over its back it takes the milk like the child has the god given another gift a poached chief the god sent it last night i went to the water-hole but nothing came while the moon was up then clouds gathered and the moon was hidden and it became very dark i heard a doe cry nearby in pain ama ama but it was too dark to see so i lay down and slept on the top of the high rock i woke up with the first light and as i lay there i heard below the moving of something among the leaves very slowly looked over the rock and there below in the undergrowth i saw the back of a doe her head was down hidden by the leaves and she murmured licking something on the grass slowly slowly i took up my gun and leaned it over the rock and fired everything was hidden from me by the smoke and i lay quiet until the wind blew it from before me when i looked again i saw the doe stand there still the blood running down her side and she stretched up her head toward me from the jungle and her grey eyes rolled back with fear and showed white and she opened her mouth and cried terribly to me i was sorry for her pain and i said hush mother the evil has come what use to cry lie down that death may come to you easily 
but again she stretched out her neck toward me and cried aloud in pain ama ama ayo ayo it is you who have brought the evil yaka to the child here that i dropped last night and that lies now between my feet little son i have borne you to be food for the jackal and the leopard then i came down from the rock and stood by her and said mother the daughter at home this night bore a child i will take this one too to her and she will give it the breast then she stretched out her head and she cried out again and fell dead upon the ground by the side of the fawn hini hami pressed the fawn to her yes he has come to me out of the jungle a sign from the god a great charm against evil did not the god himself take the doe as his mistress they told it to us at Baragama, and now in the same night he has sent me a son and a daughter from the jungle so hini hami sucked with the child and the fawn together the village looked on with astonishment and disapproval the woman is as mad as the father was the general comment it was commonly rumoured that she showed more love for punchy apu as the fawn was called than for her daughter and though she did not realise it herself it was true the son from the jungle inspired in her a passionate love and tenderness the great eyes which watched her and the wonderful skin that she was never tired of caressing he had come to her out of the jungle with something of the mystery and exaltation which she had felt in Baragama towards the god who went by upon the elephant and her love was increased by the attachment of panchi apu to her long before panchi nona could crawl about the compound the fawn would trot along by her side crying to be taken up and fed and even after it grew old enough to feed upon grass and leaves it never left her following her always about the house and compound and through the village and jungle the year of the great rains and rice and plenty was followed by a year of scarcity and sickness for four months from june to october the sun beat down from a cloudless sky the great wind from the southwest failed at last but even then the rain did not come and the withering heat lay still and heavy over the jungle the little puddle thick with mud in the tank which supplied the village with water dried up and the women had to go daily four miles to fetch water from an abandoned tank in the jungle in november the chenas were still standing black and unsown at last a little rain fell and the seed was sown the crop just showed green above the ground and drought came again and the young shoots died down then when it was too late to save the crops the rains came and with them sickness want had already begun to be felt by bodies weakened by the long drought and fever and dysentery swept over the country there was not a family in Betagama which did not suffer nor a house in which death did not take the old or the children the doctor mahatmaya whom pancharala despised appeared in the village bringing the medicines which he despised still more but his efforts were no more or less successful than those of the village veterala when at last the sickness passed away it was found that the village had lost sixteen out of its forty-one inhabitants and the jungle pressed in and claimed two of the eight houses after dysentery and fever had taken the men the women and their children who lived there even selindu's house did not escape their death took its toll of the young first punchy manika's child sickened and then punchy nona day after day the mothers helpless watched the fever come and shake the children's bodies and sap and waste their strength 
the wail of the two women each for her dead child was raised in one night it was linda who seemed to feel the loss of the children more than any one else in the house this time clearly the envious powers had grudged him his little happiness he had been foolish to show his pleasure in the children crawling about the house he had brought disaster upon them and upon himself the misery he had felt at losing Punchimanika came upon him again it was his own fault he was a fool to tempt the evil powers that stood around him eager for their opportunity after their first wild outburst of grief punchy manika and hinny hami felt their loss less than selindu the death of the child is what every mother must continually expect they had seen it too long in the village to be surprised at their own suffering the birth of children every year and then the coming of the fever to carry them off their grief was lightened by the feeling of resignation to the inevitable and in hinni hami's case there was a further consolation she still had punchy apu in whose attachment she could forget the child's death all her love for the child was now merged in her love for him he was the mysterious gift and pledge of the god and she felt that so long as he followed by her side so long as she felt the caress of his lips upon her hand no real evil could come to her hinni hami's extraordinary love for the deer was well known in the village and had never been approved at first it was regarded merely as the folly of the mad woman these views were however very rarely expressed to the girl herself for most of the villagers stood in some fear of her passionate anger but about the time when the epidemic of fever and dysentery was decreasing a new feeling towards them made its appearance in the village it was started by Pancharala, the mad woman and her child he would say what sort of madness is that an evil woman an evil woman i have some knowledge of charms and magic i took her to my house to live with me but did i keep her i drove her away very soon i did not want the evil eye and a work of evil to bring misfortune on my house my mother knows for she heard her call herself a yakini only because of my knowledge of charms was i able to keep away the evil with which she threatened me and then comes this deer which they say is found in the jungle was not the woman herself in travail that very night do not she devils give birth to devils do village women suckle deer surely it is a devil born of a devil look at the evil that fell upon the village when it came the crops withered and the old and the young died it has brought us want and disease and death the village soon came to believe in Pancharala's opinions small children were hurried away out of sight of hinihami as she passed the deer was certainly a devil who had brought misfortune on the village some said that at night it went out and ate the corpses in the new graves it had been clear for some time that the ill-feeling against them had been growing when an event occurred which required immediate action the son of the headman died suddenly and apparently for no cause then it was remembered that three days before the child had been carrying some leaves when he met the deer and hinni hami the deer had gone up to the child and tried to nibble the leaves but the boy had snatched them away the headman and the veterala were convinced that hinni hami and the deer were the direct cause of the child's death there was much talk between baba hami and pancharala other villagers were sent for there was much coming and going and discussion in the headman's compound and eventually action was decided upon the next day hinni hami was collecting firewood in an old channel 
the deer was with her feeding at a little distance from her upon the young leaves and grass suddenly she was aroused by noise and movements near her a small band of men and boys from the village had crept quietly through the jungle and now were between her and the deer as she looked up the first stone was thrown it missed its mark but another followed and struck with a thud upon the deer's side he bounded forward hinihami cried out and ran towards him at the sound of her voice he stopped and looked round a shower of stones fell about him thin streams of blood began to trickle down his flanks suddenly he plunged forward upon his head his two forelegs broken at the knees a cheer broke from the men hinihami as she dashed forward was caught by two men and flung backwards upon the ground she fell heavily and for a moment was stunned then she heard the long bleeding cry of pain and saw the deer vainly trying to raise itself upon its broken legs among the jeering knot of men she felt the blood surge up to her forehead and temples as a wave of anger came over her and she flung herself upon the two men who barred her path swinging their arms wildly they gave her blow upon blow with the open hand upon her head and breast her jacket was torn into shreds and at last she fell exhausted the sight of the bleeding deer and the woman lying on the ground naked to the waist seemed to send a wave of lust and cruelty through the men they tore hinihami's cloth from her and taking her by her arms dragged her naked up to the deer bring the vessi to her child they shouted comfort your yaka yakini is there no milk in your breast for him now they held her that she might see what they did the deer was moaning in pain one of the men cut a thick stick and struck him upon the hind legs until they were broken hinihami fought and struggled but she was powerless in their hands at length when they had become tired of torturing them they threw her down by the deer's side and went away hinihami was unhurt but she was stunned by the violence of anger and horror the deer moaned from time to time she tried to lift him with some vague idea of carrying him back to the house but he screamed with pain at the slightest movement and he had grown too big for her to carry she felt that he was dying she flung herself down by him caressing his head and calling to him not to leave her panchiapu panchiapu she kept repeating you must not die surely the god who gave you to me will save you panchiapu panchiapu you cannot die then gradually a sense only of dull despair settled upon her she sat through the long day unconscious of the passing of time she was unaware when the deer died she knew that he was dead now and that with him everything had died for her there was nothing for her to live for now and already she felt life slipping from her she thought of the child who had died too she had missed her and grieved for her but she had never loved the child as she loved the deer he had come to her a wild thing from the jungle the god's mysterious gift now he was lying there dead his broken limbs twisted under him the dead white eyes bulging the tongue hanging out from the open mouth she shuddered as she remembered the scene shuddered as she recalled the thud of the stones and the blows she was found by selinda next morning still sitting naked by the body of the deer her hair wet with the dew and her limbs stiff with the chill of the jungle at night he tried in vain to rouse her she recognized him let me be a pochti she kept repeating let me die here for he is dead let me die here a pochti then selindu wrapped her cloth about her and carried her in his arms to the house she cried a little when she felt his tears fall upon her but after that she showed no more signs of grief 
she lay in the house silent and resigned to die she had even ceased to think or feel now life had no more a hold upon her and in the hour before dawn in deep sleep she allowed it to slip gently from her End of chapter six